Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Tuesday. So it's always a good feeling when you can go into an opponent's home, beat them by over 30 points, and leave the city relatively injury-free. I don't think the Chiefs really got banged up at all in that game, did Bumps they? and bruises, and you get that, of course, when you're playing in a contact sport. But no, nothing real serious. Uh, Honey Badger may have twisted his ankle a little bit, but he should be all right. In fact, these, the team should be, relatively speaking, fully healthy for their game coming up on Sunday. And that's that's the good news. Kansas City certainly played well against the Las Vegas Raiders. How good Las Vegas is remains to be seen. But the fact of the matter remains, they, they were at one time on top. They've had nothing but internal problems ever since then. Two players gone and the coach gone, and this this can't help but have a psychological a, a deficit on the team. But that's over and above. Kansas City won the game. The Chiefs look good. Now they get a big one coming up on Sunday. Oh, hell yes, they got a big one on Sunday. Going into the bye week, which I bet they're all just going, God, I can't wait to have a weekend off. But perfect timing because it's you know Thanksgiving weekend, so that's not a bad thing. I'm sure they're going to enjoy that week with their families. But I they hope they're not looking ahead it. to it because well, they no, got no. a game. Got to take care of business on Sunday first. You are absolutely right. Um, uh, Clyde's probably going to be back for this game too, do you think? I, he's supposed to be, yes. He should be fully uh, fully recovered now and given the green light to play. Clyde Edwards-Solaire will be in the backfield. How, how much of an advantage that's going to be, who knows? It's good running back and all that sort of thing, but this is pretty good, uh, pretty good football team. Yeah, and Daryl's stepped up big time, and I think he's been clicking with uh, Patrick a lot. But to have Clyde back in addition to Daryl and those two guys back there, fresh, fresh legs all the time, that's a really, really good thing. So, yes, do not look past Sunday afternoon when the Kansas City Chiefs host the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be getting you fired up about that all week, or at least I will. Um, so, uh, do we have odds? Of, uh, what's your man saying about the game on Sunday? Early odds. Early now. These may change, but I don't think markedly. Kansas City is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is 52-and-a-half. And that's, that's, that's pretty average for what the Chiefs have done this year. The Chiefs were a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Raiders as well in Las Vegas, and you saw what they did, 41-14. to Well, here comes Dallas in, coming off a thunderous victory off a thunderous loss. <laughs> the Cowboys were beaten by Denver, but they wiped up on Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's very good, in all honesty, but over and above that, the Chiefs are, and I think it'll be a terrific football game. So here I am last night. Uh, we had band practice uh, on Monday nights, and we're kind of doing our thing, and you know, you kind of get in those lulls where guys start jerking around and messing around and start talking, and so I wasn't really in involved in the conversation and I was like oh let's let's see how that Monday night game's going Rams surely got to be killing the 49ers I looked down into first quarter 14 nothing San Francisco what the hell is going on Au contraire San Francisco had not won a home game in over a year are you kidding me it was Lee that Nye long Stadium, over a year uh, they'd won some games but they'd all oh, been yeah. on the road they're four and five this year but they go in and they take the Rams to the woodshed pound their little backsides 31 to 10. San Francisco gets the win. Garoppolo was great last night. Rams, I don't understand them. They've got all these pro players. Odell Beckham, 
I don't know how big an advantage he's going to be on that team, but Von Miller certainly is. They have you know, McDonald is in there playing. They, they've got some good players. It's 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 arguably the best team in the NFL or NFC, I should say. But the fact of the matter remains, they weren't on the field last night. 49ers beat them 31 to 10. No little contender at Levi Stadium, and the fans loved it. Oh yeah, God! Can you imagine going to Arrowhead for over a year and not seeing a win at Arrowhead? Oh my God! There'd be a, there would be no seats left in that place. But it just goes back to what I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday. This season has been crazy because every uh, it's several times a season I've been like, oh, that team, they're the real deal. And then the next week, boom, they get smacked by someone they shouldn't get smacked by. And that's happened across the board all season long. So One of the major changes you're see- uh, seeing this year has to do with the scheduling. There are 17 games this year. And that, although that's only one extra, that is still an extra game. And I think this has had an effect on the players. They're trying to pace themselves. You don't want to give all out at midseason or early season or whenever. You want to be peaking at the right time. And I think that's what they've done. It may be an intrinsic situation. That remains to be seen. But I really feel like the addition of that one game has made a very big difference in how the players and coaches are approaching this this entire season. Yeah, there are some wacko things. How do you explain the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They're the I'm, Super Bowl I'm, I'm, champions, I'm, and they the go Bills in and play Washington. To... Hey, there are just so many things. Again, they are professional athletes, and anything can happen. But some of these things just don't make any sense. I, I like I said, it's just every there's been games where I'm just like, what in the hell am I watching? Who knows? Soccer Bears are getting a home game in the playoffs. Is that true? They are indeed. They kind of were hoping they might get a bye in the first round. That did not happen. They are going to get a first-round game, and it will be here. Playing Creighton later on this week on a Thursday night at the Betty and Bobby Allison Field over on the Missouri State campus. Creighton comes in with an 8-7 and seven record. Their Big East Conference team, of course, it used to be in the Valley with the Bears, but uh, no longer. The Bears are 17-1. and one. 17 and 1 folks and they are a very very good soccer team. In soccer anything can happen just like in football. Now the winner of that game will then go to play the region's top seed Tulsa. And Tulsa is the only team to beat Missouri State this year. If that were to happen, well regardless Tulsa will play at home on Sunday, Sunday afternoon I suspect or maybe early Sunday evening and they get the home game. So whoever wins that game between the Bears and Creighton will go down to Tulsa to play in the next round of the NCAA tournament. This is the national championships now. It's the second national championship in less than a year because they played mm-hmm. in the spring very much like the football teams did. And indeed, this is a very quick comeback for them. Coach Leamy told me yesterday, yeah, he's seen, he's seen some change in the players. It's been a drag on them, drag on the coaches as well, but they are also... 18, 19, 20, and 21 years old. Yeah, they're kids, and they're (laughs) getting this close again, and I think uh, probably not getting it last year is going to make them hungry again. So hopefully they can get a dub, and uh, hopefully they can stay warm Thursday night's low 27. That is going to be a cold, cold game, brother. Um, So we've got uh, one more game for the Missouri State Bears. they got to go out to Utah. Um, Latest projections on them. Well, in some polls, the Bears are as low as 14th, and in others, they are as high as 10th. Now, Sagarin, I find this rating system, it's all done by computers. Sagarin has the Bears as the sixth-seeded team in the NCAA 
one AA or FCS, football championship uh, circumstances. And they, they being Sagarin, comes up with a formula for the playoffs. And they say, as of yesterday, that if the playoffs were to happen, this is the Sagarin rating now, and it's all subjective. The committee is the one that makes the selections. But if it were to happen, the Bears would have a sixth seed, that's a first-round bye, and then they would get a second game in the second round, and it would be here. And the Bears would play the winner of a game between Villanova and Holy Cross, two teams from the East Coast. Holy Cross is in Worcester, Massachusetts, Villanova, my school's arch rival is in the Philadelphia suburbs and, a, and very good football programs on the FCS level. So that's the way the, sub, uh, the rating system has them now. But it do, it's all projections. It doesn't mean a thing. We won't know until the actual selections come out next week. You've seen this long enough to say how often, you know, every year they have the, the Madden game to predict the Super Bowl winner and stuff like that. How often it's actually right or wrong. How often is that close to being right? Almost never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. That's the opposite of what I wanted you to say, because I want to know that the Bears are getting a, a bye week and uh, they, they can have, have that second. understand, Mike, uh, it's almost never because of the, <laughs> the way the games are. These are this is football games. We still and got one more the week. injury factors. Yeah. You have all sorts of variables involved. Baseball, kind of a different story, because you have the rhythm of 162 games to make your picks. But in football, you have so many obstacles to predictions. Same with basketball. Who knows? We're going to talk basketball in just a few seconds here, but the fact of the matter remains, these games, you never know. Yeah, well, we talked about it last hour in the NFL this season. It's been you never know. College football kind of the same way, and uh, basketball also tends to be the same way, doesn't it? How about how about Missouri? Last night, Missouri Tigers. I know. Missouri Tigers, folks, played Kansas City. Now, that's it used to be called UMKC, Missouri-Kansas City. They don't call it that anymore. It's now Kansas City University. Went and beat Missouri at Mizzou. That should not have happened. That should not. I think someone happened. might be looking for a new job here pretty soon. Oh, I, boy, I hate that for Conzo. I know. That's not, that's, a, that's that's not, not a, a good, good look, fit. man. That's not a good look at all. Especially when uh, your your shining your shining team in the SEC should be basketball, right? But who knows? Anyway, it, that's over and done with tonight. We got some great games. Here in town, we have a really interesting contest. The Drury Lady Panthers, who lost on Sunday. That's a rarity for them to lose a game. They won't lose very many, if any more, this year. They're playing Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota Duluth is the 18th-ranked women's team in America, Division II, coming down here to play Drury, which is number two in America. Great matchup, but there's even more to it than that. Game will start at 545 this evening over at the O'Reilly Family Event Center, but two of Drury's all-time greats, Heidi Distelkamp and Deja Bernard, will have their jerseys retired at halftime of this game tonight. So it's a very celebratory evening. Game, of course, I should say, the contest starts at 545. That's when Drury will play Minnesota Duluth, and that's no pushover. That'll be a tough game. But then to have those two greats honored tonight at halftime, that's a big deal. Hell yeah, it should be. Hopefully they got a big crowd for it. Ned, you have a great day. Enjoy the wonderful weather.